Hello and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. I'm very excited, but let's start off with some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, and my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get, uh, well, I'm wearing my Mad One shirt tonight, so you can't get this on TopLobster.com, but you can get all kinds of great uh, stuff, including this great custom Break the Cycle pillow that I've uh, got next to me on every episode, uh, and you can get a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel right under all of my videos by hitting join uh, for like six bucks a month and get into the private Discord server where you can get all of Top Lops's new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the public at a 30% discount. Really pays for itself, man. It's good stuff. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, uh, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today, see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently seriously guys if you own a business check them out <clears throat> they're awesome i promise you you will not be disappointed uh, guys we've got a pretty dope show for you tonight i'm i'm excited uh, uh several months ago you may have remembered that there was some kind of beef going on on twitter and i i looked into this gentleman uh seemed like a cool guy uh combat veteran uh savage twitter troll uh he is the bane of lolbert's existence he is mr grumpa how you doing today sir uh-oh i lost your audio buddy are you muted i put myself on mute because i farted <laughs> earlier i didn't want to break your podcast <laughs> that's so cool really. man I, I, they can't yeah, yeah i am here and i am making it so we're living nice dude well well thank you so much for checking it out and and uh and coming to hang out with us and um, I, I, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people in the chat excited to see you, but, uh, let's start off with your, your journey, man, your, your military service, your, uh, your combat vet. Um, I, I know that some of this stuff was called into question recently. So, so what, 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 why did you join and, and, and what'd you do, man? You know, I actually, this is like definitely going to anger the Lulberts, but I, I actually joined because I was overcoming like at that time, like, um, I was kind of a leftist. Like I actually believed like in the what the left stood for and you know wanted to kind of free the oppressed and yeah i had no interest really in like saving afghanistan or iraq at least initially like i just joined uh i don't know just to fight just to try to make something better and um yeah i mean i was i was kind of getting into conservatism kind of getting back to my roots and how i was raised and felt like that was a good place to go it would teach me at least the skills that I thought one day might be necessary, still do think. And so, yeah, I think I joined at 19 um, on October 28, 2003. Oh, shit. Yeah, so right right around right around the same time I, I joined. I joined not long after 9-11. Um, and, uh, God, I always forget if it was 2003 or 2004 when they declared war, George Bush, on Iraq. It's 2003. Was it? Th- I know, was- yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I joined, I joined right after. I think it was April 2003 is when we invaded iraq and yeah i mean watching like the statue of saddam get pulled down and stuff man that was powerful propaganda it got me did you see that did you really see, wanted some... oh so you joined after that yeah i joined after that like it was like in the uh delayed entry program for i mean forever like sure. nine months or something sure yeah. yeah yeah i was telling you before i i joined not long after 9 11 and uh and it was like boot camp and i remember because we weren't at war like like when I when I went to boot camp, you know what I mean? We weren't at like a navy, at like a naval war, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember thinking like, oh, the navy, this is gonna be easy, you know? I'm gonna be fine. I get to see all these countries and shit. And they like march mm-hmm. us over to the drill hall, 
and uh, set, they all set, set us all down in the bleachers, like every every division. And uh, I don't even remember who it was that came in, like maybe the CEO of, of the base, but he came in and he's like, he's like, I just want everyone in this room to know that you're going to war. Everyone here is going to war. And I'm like, oh shit, dude, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, I'll be on a ship, I'll be fine. But, uh, but yeah, we went, um, I, went to, I went to my first command. I mean, it was like boot camp, school, boom. I was in my command and we were out to sea. It was almost, it was almost, I mean, probably six months altogether, less, less than that. And I was gone. And, uh, we were supposed to do a year-long world cruise on the Connie. Yeah, we were supposed to do Hong Kong, Singapore, all these Australian ports. I mean, I was so excited. I was a 19-year-old kid. Super stoked. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, you hear all these stories about all these different ports. You're like, this is going to be awesome. But we did Hong Kong, Singapore, pulled into the Gulf. George Bush declared war in Iraq, and that's where we stayed. I mean, we planted our ass there. <laughs> we were running like 36-hour flight ops. The the, the, the the birds would leave and come back and leave and come back all day long, all day long. And, and uh I think we dropped like a hundred million tons of ordnance on Baghdad or something like that. Fucking some some ungodly number, uh, but we were the shock and awe campaign. I mean, our battle group was—I I mean, there was two battle groups, but ours was the biggest part of it. Um, and then we were relieved by the the Lincoln, I think, um, when we pulled out of there, and it was like Australia and then home. <laughs> that was it, you know. Um, so I didn't get to go and see all the all the countries I thought I was going to see. But um, so so you were in Iraq and then uh, and then also Afghanistan, right? Yeah, Afghanistan first, and then technically Iraq twice. Although it was really only split by like uh, like six total days, I think. Like I came back a little bit earlier. It's kind of a weird story, but yeah, basically Afghanistan and Iraq technically twice, but really just once. What were like just the, like a really short break? What were like the differences uh, in, between those two wars, man? For you, could you could you tell us some? Yeah, I hated Afghanistan like from the first second I was there. I was in a I was also like so, you know, part of the story is is like I signed up to be special forces. And I actually got caught drinking underage. Oh good. Uh, in Fayetteville. And so like they were nice to me though. I'd already completed selection in SWIC. And so they just said, you know, come back when you're mature, um, go to the eighty second, go somewhere and yeah become a man and so like i went to the 82nd and was there not long and we went to afghanistan and because i had a secret security clearance because i had like igt and a bunch of other crap that didn't work in my favor um i ended up in the s2 which is the intelligence section of that battalion first and working in that intelligence section i ended up working human so like there was a we had a like what they call a tactical human team. And so I acted as like, a, I mean, really just like a, just like a go between between that tactical human team and like the, the line companies for my battalion. And um, yeah, so it was just like a lot of meetings with uh, local warlords, tribal leaders, police chiefs, like just basically a bunch of is this a family show i should ask this up no not at all you're free okay free to cuss all yeah. you want buddy just yeah good <laughs> i mean I, I said shit on braxton's podcast and i still feel terrible about it but yeah just like a bunch of greasy motherfuckers you know so like i didn't like i didn't like anything about afghanistan like uh the people seemed all mercenary the terrain was awful i spent 28 days sleeping in moon dirt um Jesus. without a shower like we had to build our own cop and then, yeah, I mean, I'd get outside the wire some, but I wasn't really being an infantryman. Like I was being like kind of a infantry Intel weenie hybrid. True. 
And uh, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't really a good deployment, and it was only for six months. So we were there for like the first elections. Um, but at that time, like it was really quiet too. I'm also going to point out, like my service in Afghanistan wasn't wasn't really eventful. I mean, there was there were some ticks, but I wasn't in any of them. I mean, I got that CIB when I was in Afghanistan, but that was because some rockets flew over the fob and somebody put me in for it. <laughs> like it was total, it was total bullshit. Yeah. I was pissed off about it, but you know, you can't like, apparently you can't say no to a, to a CIB. I had to take it, but, um, but yeah, that was Afghanistan. So like, I, I didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy the people, didn't enjoy the terrain, didn't enjoy the mission, basically didn't like any of it. Um, and so we came back and, um, I think we were back like nine months and I was headed back to SWIC at that point. Like I had done my time um, since I wasn't NTR'd and I was told selection was good for life at that point. Um, I was on my way back, but I had an, you know, I had Sergeant Stripes by that point. I had a CIB that I didn't earn and I knew I didn't earn <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of felt weird about it and they were offering me, you know, I could pick any company I wanted down on the line, um, go and be a team leader there. And, um, yeah, like we had, uh, somebody that worked with me in S2 came to me and said, our battalion's going to be the first battalion selected by JSOC to do like long duration raids, like three day raids and air assaults. And, um, so they were like, you know, do you want some of that? And I did like, I totally, that was like what I'd signed up for. So we ended up doing that. So like we were part of that mission. We did that for six months. Um, it was a pretty rough tour, I guess. Like we, I had to come back, uh, I got a red cross message. So I came back like a month early than we were supposed to, um, handled my family business, waited for everybody to get home. Everybody got home. Um, they released us on leave. I think we had 14 days and on the sixth day they called us back in Wow! because big army was about to do the surge, um, into Iraq. And we were the first battalion, I was told. I don't know if that's true. I mean, don't quote me on that. But we were always told we were the first battalion in on the surge. So, I mean, there were signs at Green Ramp um, over in Bragg that said, like, welcome home. Oh, wow. And we were, like, getting back on birds. So did 11 more months of that um, in Baghdad. And, yeah, then came home. Wow, that's wild, man. I, I, uh, there was, there was a time in my very, my, my very short, uh, boot camp service that I was, uh, I was thinking about going special ops too, cause they had the dive motivator yeah. in, in boot camp, and I was like, oh, I could do this. You know, I want, I want to be EOD. And, uh, yeah. you got to be pretty fucking retarded to want to do EOD, man. That's scary <laughs> shit. So I'm a little, I don't see EOD dudes, it checks out. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little crazy. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I definitely want to do that job. Uh, I went to the dive motivator like twice and then decided it wasn't for me. So, um, more power to you, man. Swick, Swick's badass. Those guys in the Navy, they uh, they they get to drive all the good shit, all the fun things. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, there's occasions where I'll think about like what could have been, you know. But like the truth is, is you know, I enjoyed my time in Iraq probably more than I enjoyed any of my service. Like I actually, I mean, it sounds strange, but I actually had a a good time in Iraq. And so, um, but once I had finished that, like I, you know, I was an E six. Like I was already becoming like a platoon sergeant when we were coming back and um, yeah, it just wasn't really doing it for me. Sure. Like I, I, I didn't see where it would, and I talked to my buddies who had made it through 
um, the Q course and, you know, it got green berets and I asked them how they were liking it. And, and it was really too mixed, you know, some really enjoyed it. Some didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, at that point I just like, fuck it. I'm going to go I'm gonna make this shit work for me. Went and got my degree. Nice. Went to work. Smart man. Smart man. I, uh, I was, I was so fucking bummed out the other day. Cause I got out, you know, as soon as I could, I basically got out of military really wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, holy shit, it's 2021, man. Like I, I'd be very close to retiring. Very close. Yeah. If I had stated, I was like, shit, dude. But, uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of, of that lifestyle, man. But, uh, so, so we just pulled out, well, kind of pulled out of Afghanistan really fucked up. Right. And, uh, everybody, yeah. everybody's talking about it. It's a, it's a really big topic. Obviously all these podcasts are talking about it. The news talking about it. Um, you know, the people we left there, this shit and that shit. Uh, what are your views on the, this pullout, man? I mean, is that someone who's been there? I mean, I think that, uh, I think there's like too much desire to blame like any one thing, you know, like the Democrats want to blame the Trump deal. Republicans want to blame Biden. Um, you know, most of the veterans I know and includes myself is like, I want to blame the generals for just lying their way through this shit. Like they, they really set this whole thing up for failure and it doesn't matter who was elected. Um, I blame them. I put, I put this whole defeat, if we could even call it that, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like at the, the feet of the generals because they, you know, they were using that war to, to benefit themselves. And it seems rather obvious just looking at like, I mean, none of them are going to be blamed for this. None of, of them are going to suffer any kind of consequences for it. And, you know, politicians are going to just, I mean, man, they're just going to spend events in their own favor, both sides. Sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's the general's fault. And yeah, it bothers me. I mean, I think that, but I, I think some of it's not intentional too. I'm afraid that a lot of people believe that it was intentional. I mean, I can see, I can see how it happened. Um not saying that like we we couldn't have stopped it we absolutely could have made a better withdrawal we could have made a a better setup i mean we also could have left in like 2004 when we knew for certain bin laden wasn't even in afghanistan right right like i mean there's a lot of that shit so from hindsight man i mean it's easy to say you know could have should have would have but yeah it's disappointing well and i was going to ask you i mean have you have you looked over the uh are you looked have you looked over the afghanistan papers have you ever like read them, read them in depth. Not, not enough to be able to like remark on them to True. say anything that like yeah, you it's, know it's fucking wild, it's dude. Like I mean, the Pentagon, everybody knew like there was no way that we could win the war there. The terrain was too fucked up. I mean, Russia, right. Russia had already been, you know, Russia had already kind of had to concede and leave, and uh, and uh, we went in there knowing that we that there was just no way it was a, a winnable war. They told the the general public that. Um, that you know that we could and we were going to go over there and kill the taliban and this and that and this and that but they just know they knew from the start that we couldn't and that's got to burn that's got to fucking burn up like afghanistan vets to know that shit man like it's got to you know but like not not really because i bet any afghanistan vet made the same conclusion like they didn't need any leaked documents or anything to tell them that it was like a failed effort i mean i like i said before i you know i was there like a long time ago Right. And I, I knew for certain that it wasn't going to work out. And, and I think that like, you know, I, again, I'm going to always caveat, like I'm a nobody in this war. Like 
Um, I, it's not that I knew a lot or had special information or, but, you know, working with those folks and seeing like how hard it was to get them to care about their own country and about their own government. And then just reading like the demographics. I mean, keep in mind, Afghanistan is not, it's a Western invention, so to speak. Like it's some lines on a map that were produced in a, you know, in a drawing room and like Vienna or some shit. Like nobody in Afghanistan has any state interest in the nation of Afghanistan. Like there are portions of the world that they control that some of them, you know, collide with multiple states outside of Afghanistan. And and no demographic there has uh, a majority. I think that like it's the Pashtuns, Tajiks, and Uzbeks maybe. Maybe I'm missing one. But like I think they're all at like 30% with the population. And, you know, it's they play each other like it's it's two versus one for a little bit then one will double cross the other and switch sides and i don't think that there'll ever be a nation of afghanistan and it seemed obvious like see um, that's that's a, that's a perspective i've never heard that's pretty crazy i didn't even i didn't even think about that i knew that there was like different uh demographics there but i never i never really thought about them not having like any stake in a nation of afghanistan i mean and and that's the thing i mean you you'd get them to You'd get the, they wanted some money, like typically they'd want some money for like this, like there's this like wasta is what it's called, right? Like in this, this wasta is like their ability to make connections and like be like the big boss. Like, and so like they want some money so that they can distribute, they want some projects, you know, we're going to build a road, we're going to build some schools, we're going to, but like most of the contracting is handled through them. I mean, it's, it's like dealing with a bunch of small mafias, like very small local mafias. And that's how that tribal system works. And that's what they're used to. And you can try, I mean, they have cell phones, right? Like they have some Western clothing. Um, obviously now they have a lot of Western weapons and technology, but they're still, they're still like fundamentally very different people. And so there was never, to me, there was no incentive for them to buy into what we had as soon as we turned off the money. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and you talk you talk about the uh, the Western weapons that they have. I was I made a joke the other day on on the show about them having Blackhawks, and I'm like, don't worry, they won't have them long because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're like the most down aircraft in the military, and those guys don't know how to fly. So uh, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens yeah. there. But, I mean, some of them know how to fly, but yeah, it's. I, I think I saw the joke today where somebody was like, it's it's a bunch of spinning parts around an oil leak. You know, and as soon as you turn off the maintenance hours of that thing, it's like it's going to crash to the ground. Yeah, I well, I heard that I, I, you know, it's a rumor, but I heard that they were already looking for Americans to like help them with the maintenance on the on the Black Ox, and I'm like, that it's it, it's over. Like they're, they're not going to have those things very long, man. So that's their air. Yeah, force I mean, we say that it's funny though because like I can remember in Afghanistan, like we, you know, we we'd be on like these long convoys out of uh, Bagram, like because I was in Maidenshar. Sure. Um, and so, like, we had, you know, these pretty long convoys back and forth. And um, all the time, like, ve- our vehicles would go down. And these were, like, new car smell, like, Humvees. And they would just, like, side of the road fucking, you know, every, like, seized up, overheated, like, every problem you can think of. And then, like, some, like, jingle truck, like, Mercedes that's, like, been, I mean, it's leaking every fluid that it has um it's just like chugging right along with i mean just overloaded on every side i mean they can make things work when they want to make it work yeah military mechanics i I don't yeah i don't think they're gonna be able to keep a crash hawk in the air because we could barely do that but 
Um, but yeah, a lot of that equipment, man, it's going to serve them well. Oh, clean. I'm sure, man. I mean, they got they got millions and millions and uh, billions of dollars worth of equipment for sure. And um, you, you were talking a little bit about how people didn't, you know, the the, the people in Afghanistan didn't really have a stake in um, the the nation of Afghanistan. And and it, I was, you know, everything that I know about Afghanistan, obviously, I've been told or I've read through the news or I've read from like antiwar.com and stuff like that. But we trained three hundred thousand troops in Afghanistan, and there's what. 70,000 Taliban members or something like that. I've heard this. And uh and we so so we spent 20 years training 300,000 troops and 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 given all this um uh equipment and weapons and stuff and then they all laid it down and took off when the Taliban came came running man. I mean is the Taliban, you know, I mean have you ever had any run-ins with like legit Taliban while you're there? I don't know. I mean I I feel like that term is like a term that we use to, that, scare to them. May, I mean, they're just, it may or may not apply. I mean, one of the problems with all of it is, is like their culture is very alien to us. And, you know, what we might call, you know, a, a Taliban, like they might just say that there's some kind of local mooge, you know, um, Taliban seems to be like, there is a group called the Taliban and there are people who call themselves Taliban, but then there's a lot of people that just fucking don't like Americans. Mm-hmm. And they're going to shoot at you. And if you, you were going to call them Taliban because they shot at you and you're in Afghanistan and you're a soldier, but you know, do they believe everything the Taliban does or not? You know, I don't know. I, you know, you said we, we trained like 300,000 soldiers. I think we trained, like, I think we paid 300,000 men. Like there's a difference between saying that we trained. I mean, and maybe, maybe in trained, I mean, I, to what degree, you know, I know that they would all muster for payday. Right. Like they would they would all be there on payday, but for like patrols and training and I mean you'd be lucky to have half of them there. Oh. Um you know, and I don't think I don't think that we train that many. I think we have that many on our payroll. And I think that many again would show up for payday. Um, but whether or not they were ever gonna fight anyone, you know, or on our side. I don't know about that. I wonder if that's like, I wonder if that's a one of the situations like the like the uh, government efficiency situation. So the first time I realized how inefficient our government was was when I was in the mm-hmm. Navy and I was talking to some admin guys and I was like, "Hey man, can I get one of those pins?" He's like, "Do you know how much we pay for those pins?" And I like found out that the military pays like four dollars per bic pin, right? Like per yeah. Well, it's a skill. It's a skill craft, right? Like it's the yeah. black. Yeah, it's a Skillcraft pin. They're a nice pin. Yeah, but they're like but four, know, four, four or five bucks nice. per pin, and it was like, it's like I, I. This is when I first started getting into like how the government spends our money, and I started realizing like, like, uh, like every department of the government gets a budget, and if they don't spend their entire budget, their budget won't be that big the following year, and so they have to spend all their budget, and they have all these crazy government contracts where they overpay for all kinds of shit, so they can keep their budget where it is. Yeah. I wonder if it's another situation like that with the with the uh, the the Afghan soldiers. You know, well we're you know we trained three hundred thousand. Well, we paid three hundred thousand, but we didn't. Tra- you know what I mean? I wonder if it's kind of that same situation. So. Yeah, I mean it is like that. I mean, and I think that this goes back to those generals, right? Like their our mission was to make an Afghan army. You know, create an Afghan army. Say that they're you know they actually are supposed to train them. You know, create an Afghan army. Train them to fight the Taliban. Like, give us enough time to, to get the fuck out of there. And um, the the general's like, yes, sir. You know, right. fucking pull that off. And they, you know, there's so many layers of 
people between like that frontline soldier training, like Afghanis to that general. And every person is going to wash that information a little bit to clean it up. So that by the time it gets to the general, the general's like, fuck yeah, sir, we got 300,000, like hard charging Afghanis, like fucking ready to go, ready to take on the Taliban. Like, you know, we can leave Bagram and we can do all this shit. Like, we're going to be fine. Like, this is hell yeah, sir. And, you know, for the politicians, I mean, fuck, dude, Biden doesn't even know what flavor of ice cream somebody fed him today. No shit, dude. And, you know, and and you got Trump. I mean, look, I, I I voted for Trump this last time. I didn't vote for him the first time, but like I'll even admit it. Like I'm sure everybody hate me for it, but you know, but Trump wasn't that fucking smart. I mean, look at the look at the generals he supported. They were taking him away from shit and yeah. hiding information from him and talking to the Chinese behind his back. Like you can't blame these politicians. Like, but the generals, man, yeah, they could have intervened and figured it out. But I mean, it's just a fucking mess. Sure. And they actually yeah, got a five dollar super chat uh from, from Daniel Three Biblical Anarchy. He's a, he said are military leaders more corrupt or inept? <laughs> so that that makes you know. you know Yeah, like so um there's like a famous speech, and this is like now I'm quoting a socialist, but like uh Milyankov in um like right before the Russian Revolution, um he gives a speech about like the war like the like the first world war. And he says, like, was it like stupidity or was it treason? Like, and just like this, I mean, were they inept or were they corrupt? What's the fucking difference if the outcome's the same? Right. You know, like, I think they should be like, whatever is the cause, like, you get to see the fruit of that. So, blame them nonetheless. I mean, I, I tend to think that um, it's not in their interest to find that their mission is failing. Like it is in their interest to report back that shit's going great, sir. You know, objectives are being met. Fucking my, you know, they've got to get their OER, you know, built up so that they look good. So they get promoted so that they get that next level command so that they get that next star. Because in the end, there's checks waiting on it. I mean, there's a fucking great pension. And, and then, yeah, I mean, you can go work for, for, you're the murder cold industrial you're complex. Gonna do it. I'm you're gonna gonna do it. I knew it was coming. I'm not gonna do it. 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 <laughs> no, no, I get it. But Absolutely. Yeah, you, get to, you get to work for these places that I mean they get deep fucking pockets. Like you said, they're selling four dollar pens. I mean, how how great a business is that? Oh yeah. I would I mean, love to be able to sell a ten cent pen for four dollars to the government. I'd fucking do that right now. Fuck yeah. Why wouldn't you, man? I it's funny because I, yeah. I I uh, I I don't know. Have you ever watched the movie War Dogs with uh on a hill and fucking uh the, i think i have yeah, yeah, yeah. where, they, where they, they were picking up those gun contracts and then they actually like went into to uh, iraq iraq and um like ran the guns themselves and shit like that's a true story about these two fucking jabronis from florida that like started this gun dealing business and started doing all kinds of crazy shit they were going to like uh ukraine and and buying uh uh uh, ammunition there and selling it to the military and they weren't supposed to be doing that and fuck it's a crazy story but uh they got into it because they figured out that the government contracts were so crazy they were they could make millions of dollars you know what i mean it was yeah. just two like two kids from from florida that pulled this off they ended up they ended up fucking up and doing all this illegal shit and then they spent like i think they spent like several years in federal prison um and got out but um yeah man it's, it's crazy you, you could really make a lot of money off the government but you know in the, i heard yeah you can and i heard this crazy thing and maybe I just now thought about it. I haven't thought about this in years, but I remember them telling us this, that like, um, so we'd have like to go plate is what we'd call it. So like there were occasions where our unit was on like larger fobs that had like these bigger mess halls. And 
what people would do is they would take like they would lay out the plates but what we didn't know is the person who puts out the plates is like counting them because like Halliburton or whoever it was that like runs this defect um is paid by the plate oh, but what dudes but what dudes were doing because like there's sand and you want to keep the food hot for when you bring so they would like load up a plate with food but then they'd get another plate and they'd put it on top and what what that was causing is like they they could charge twice so like at a certain point they were like encouraging it like rather than get like a receptacle that would close for to-go plates they would prefer you use two plates because then they got paid twice for the same meal oh my god i don't know if that's true i don't know if that's it, true. it makes sense i always like that story it makes sense yeah. for sure man these these uh these these uh, government contracts are just insane, man. Absolutely insane. I I uh, I went work for the murder cult for a while too. Uh, I, I but I was a uh, I was a uh, maintenance man for Western Federal Lands, and I I still felt kind of icky. You know what I mean? I was like, oh god, I'm just a I'm just a contracted maintenance man. But geez, um, but you got to make your money somehow. You know, uh, Mike yeah. Ravel sent a two dollar super chat. Thanks, brother. He said, "What's your take on on Miley and the China stuff?" I don't know what you mean. He's talking about like so yeah Miley supposedly and I haven't followed it dude I've been fucking working but like Miley supposedly made secret contact with the Chinese and told them that like he would fucking Paul Revere for him if Trump decided to just fucking launch nukes at China I don't know what the fuck the whole point was um I don't buy first off I don't fucking believe the thing that that Woodward guy said and that's the dude who's like leaked this shit right like he's been notorious about like i think he had like one time like was he a part of the woodward and bernstein like whole like um watergate thing i feel oh, like maybe. it was him yeah it might be woodward i don't know anyway i think it was him he's had like a long history though just like making shit up putting it in a book everybody goes and buys his book find out like five years ten years later it's full shit so i don't really trust the source but then again i mean i wouldn't put it pus like miley either I mean, I think he's kind of a piece of shit too. So yeah, I haven't even heard I mean, of this. I haven't even heard the story yet. I'm gonna really? have to check it out, dude. Yeah, I thought I thought That's I was pretty thing. up on all the current events, man. I try really bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, if I'm beating you, it's bad because I've had my head down. Bro, most I got of the week. I got seven kids. You dude. get your shit together. Got, you get a podcast to run. I got you have seven, seven kids? fucking kids, dude. What am I supposed to do? I got seven kids. I work seven. twelve hour shifts and I do the show five nights a week. What I try. You doing to yourself. <laughs> Like, they're not all what mine. do you do this they're for not like, this better be this better make a lot of this better get you a lot of four dollar pins you know dude that's what like, I, it's, it, people are people are like oh he's trying to make money off that show i'm like you're fucking right i'm trying to make money off that show i got seven <laughs> kids to feed what are you talking about dude uh no i um uh two of them we, we adopted two of them and two of them are my fiance's oh, right from before us and then one of them is my 16 year old and then my then we have one together and then my daughter had one back in march too so one of them is actually my grandkid so we got seven kids. Right dude. on. It's wild, man. And now my my fiance is doing a little like uh, YouTube channel now, doing like crunchy organic mom shit, you know. So it's, it's it, cool. Yeah, that has a uh, the the capacity to be way bigger than my channel. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm proud of you for seven kids, and especially for the adoption. Yeah, it's I'm telling you, like best legacy in your life is children yeah they, like the rest of this like you don't want to be famous for something as much as you want your kids to just turn out good yeah i just want them to be happy man and, and we moved them into you know because a couple of them got to be in public school because we just have so many of them and so we uh you know we we moved into a really good school district and they're doing really well and stuff and they, they it was pretty hard so it's it's good man oh. but uh let's let's talk let's talk shane hazel dude okay listen yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna preface all this by saying that shane has been a good friend of mine for many years i know 
Oh, I don't know. I picked up on it. I yeah. picked up on he's it. He's been my he's been my good friend for many years. Uh, I, I've I've met him. I've hung out with him in person. Nice guy. Uh, he can definitely be a little overbearing, but I, I didn't realize what was going on until I saw this thread that he put down of like all these <sighs> messages back and forth and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, my first it's always your first inclination to like protect your friend. Right. I got to defend my friends. Right. Um, so I started getting into it and then, you know, I had him on the show. He gave his side of things. Um, you know, I looked at some of the things I agreed with some of the things he said. I didn't really agree with some of the things he said, but what, what was your take? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over excuse me what was your take on everything that was going on there man what happened how'd you feel Uh, so like i know he's your friend and that's that's really cool i guess like he um (laughs) he's he doesn't actually seem like a bad guy like, you know, but I didn't have a lot of good interactions with sure. him. Let's put it that way. Like, um, how he says he doesn't remember how we got started, which is odd for me because it's all like still public. Like you can you can go and find it. But like basically there is like some kid who uh was kind of getting dragged. So like I'm <clears throat> I'm in a different part of Twitter than most people. Like I live in this like slimy pit of just like anime avatar gun loving and then like super crazy vet bros of which i think i am one and it's just i mean it's just um it's a pit like i mean and it's just like it's like a mosh pit even like there's just like some really rough characters in there and um they had found this kid who was like you know for like so many dopamine hits i'm gonna burn my uniform like so many rts and likes like I'm going to torch my murder cult like uniform, which I was unfamiliar with this term, I guess, that your friend had um, coined. Yeah, he uses it a lot. I don't know if he coined it, but he uses it a lot for sure. Yeah, he claims it. But either way, I didn't realize that they were, like, associated, but um, I see what's going on with this kid. And he's getting dragged pretty heavily for, for all this shit. Mostly for the fact that, like, he... He has like his blouse there, um, and he has like no combat patch or whatever, right? Sure. Um, and so like everyone's like, "Fucking murder cult!" Like, what are you talking about? Like, who the fuck do you murder? You know? And um, they're dragging him, but like below it, or I think I had commented on it about the like, and I just said that like it was sad. Like I felt like it was sad, like because I, I think that. It would, this whole murder cult thing like it kind of like in this is libertarians as a whole like i know that i'm on a libertarian show but i feel like you guys and not you wait a minute wait a minute libertarians this, this isn't a libertarian on. show anymore i changed it oh it okay. isn't i re Good. i rebranded dude no it was going to be a libertarian okay. show and i decided it's going to be politics culture music and comedy because cool. i didn't want to pigeonhole yeah. myself with the wolberts here. don't yeah <laughs> don't man this is a, that was a good marketing move um but yeah so libertarians like they do this thing where they're like we hate the state 
And then you have to like hate everything in the state, including like veterans and the military and shit. And it tends to go downhill. Anyway, um, I had said that it was sad. And it was because he was in the 10th mountain. Like he had on his other patch, like a 10th mountain patch, like his unit patch. And I got a lot of respect. I mean, their legs, you know, like I was in the airborne. So I tend to say that anybody that's not airborne isn't shit, but it's not true. Like the 10th mountains is a pretty squared away unit from my experience and who I know. And um, yeah, I just said like, oh, this is sad. And somebody else commented. But um, and I think somebody had said that it was like a dishonor. And then like Shane came swooping in with like his murder cult shit. And I've got the tweet here. But, like, I don't think I have to read it, but more or less, he's just like, you know, is this, you think that's a dishonor? Like um, the bankers and the corporations, which is ironic for an entirely different reason that I don't feel like exposing, but in the government, like that's the true dishonor. And, uh, you know, we were sent off to murder cult indoctrination camps. And I mean, it just, it kind of goes like off the fucking deep end of the Lulbert nonsense, right? Like to where like you got to call public schools indoctrination camps. And I get the metaphor, you know, like I'm not saying it's not a little clever. And I like, and I like some of this like bombast and hyperbole. Like I think that it kind of, it can kind of like cause people to think about things differently. But when it's like, um, when it's like really believed, that's when it like looks fucking stupid. Um, and so all I said is I retweeted Shane and I just said that Lulberts are back on the goop. That was literally all I said. Um, and yeah, like the next thing I know, he's like, you want to come on my show? Do you want to come on my show? Do you want to be on my show? Um, and I'd even like responded to the first ones. Like, I mean, you saw how easy it is to get me on one of these things. I don't know why y'all want me, but like, fuck, I'll come talk for free. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll be on it. And then he's like, still, you want to come on the show? Do you want to come on the show? And I think I finally agreed, like in the public, four times. And uh, that's when he shows up in my DMs. And um, yeah, the DMs go pretty well. I think that he was just like, you know, date and time. Are you free? Like, let's do this. Like very like aggressive with wanting to go. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I agreed, agreed to his date, agreed to his time. Like we were good. Um, and I'm not sure like I buy his like the way he talks about my name and like why it was important. Like, and I've looked into this thing about him, you know. I mean, Shane's not a very fucking smart guy, like no offense to your friend, but like he has a tendency to get fooled easy. I don't know what it what causes it, but like he got fooled by somebody in the past, so now he's gonna get it's going to make sure he doesn't get fooled. So he started asking about like, you got to verify your name, sure. you know? And I was like, what do you need my name for? Well, I got to make sure that you're not lying. I'm like, I'll give you a DD-214. Like I've already posted it publicly. I sent him a link to it. I was like, you know, there are other accounts that are absolutely verified that know me, my name, the rest of it. They'll back me up. Um, but he kept pressing for a name. And I'll tell you, man, like I... I used to do social engineering. Like I used to do this for a living. Like when I got out of the military, like I work in information security, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not an anonymous account. I've never in my life thought that I was anonymous. I think that anybody that wants to find me, I have 149,000 tweets that I haven't deleted. Like if you can't figure out who I am, like you're not fucking trying, but like I do try to maintain like some pseudo anonymity. And I'm just not going to fucking make it easy for somebody. There's a lot of crazy ass people that I talk to and make fun of on Twitter. And so he just kept pressing me for this name, though. And, it, you know, in um, 
in the business, like we would call that like kissing the dog. Like I know why he wanted it. And it was not to verify for a show or any other shit. Like I knew what he was going to do with it. And I even predicted it. Like I, I'm in a part of a couple of group chats and uh, I was like, dude, this guy just wants my name. Cause he's going to, it's not fucking, he's going to drop it. And they're like, Oh, well don't do it. Just back out of the show. And I was like, no, fuck this guy. So like I, you know, he, he on your show, he claims that it was a setup. It was a total setup because I knew exactly what he was going to do. And uh, so I, I pressed him until I knew that, like, it was going to be the end. Like, he was just about to pull the invite. And he's like, you know, this is it. Last chance. Give me a name. And anybody wants to see this stuff, like, he published our DMs. I don't know why he thought that was some sort of ohm. But you can see the whole conversation and how it went. And so I gave him a fake name. Fully knowing that it was a fake name, but also fully knowing that his intent was not to have me on the show. It was to drop my name. And I think it was seven minutes after I gave him my name. In a reply to somebody else, he starts using my first name, my fake first name. Mm. So, and I never got on his show. I don't know if you missed that part. But no, like, I did. He I keeps did. saying that, like, oh, go ahead. No, I did. I did notice that, which I thought was very strange because I was like, well, you, I mean, even if it was a fake name, you can still have him on. Um, and so like, I want to say like, I know that he did get burned by anarchist kids. And so, so did, so did other podcasters in, in the, in the movement too. It wasn't just him. Um, mm -hmm. that, that dude, like stolen valor, all the shit, like burned a bunch of people that came out that he was lying about all kinds of crazy shit. Um, so when I was watching this whole take, take thing, you know, in my head, I was like, oh yeah, he got burnt. He doesn't want to get burnt again. I understand like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you seem pretty insistent on the fact that, uh, you know, you were you were a combat vet and you'd show him a DD-214. So I didn't get the the anger and all that stuff and the and the and the need for it. But um, and I did like right away, you know, I was like, well, you know, I read it and it seems like to me, you know, Shane was, you know, had told him he was going to put his name on the show and stuff like that. So he knew that the name was going to be on there. But um, I didn't think of it. I didn't I maybe I didn't read all the, the DMs or something because I didn't realize it was that deep. Like it had gone that far and that you called it right away either. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew what he was going to do. And, and again, like, I mean, if I'd have ended up on a show, I'd have come on. Dude, this is not my real, <laughs> you know, and if the, and if the show, which I actually think the show would have went well, right. Like, I really think that the show would have went well. Like I, I have no animosity towards the guy other than, I mean, the shit he's talked. Um, I actually think that like his job is super fucking cool. Also, like I want him to keep his job. Um, but he, but yeah, like, you know, I gave him that name knowing what he's going to do. And up until like the day I didn't come clean about it not being my real name until our, you know, our date passed, you know, where I didn't get to be on a show. And that's when I was like, OK, well, I got to tell everybody it's not, you know, Carson Wells is not my real name. Right. Um, and and the part of why I did it is just like I said, I knew what he was going to do. And I knew it wasn't going to get me on a show anyway, because like ultimately, I think that we knew enough people where they were like, you don't want to fucking go on the show with Grandpa. Like, he, he's it's not going to go well for you. Right. And I think that he just wanted a way out. I yeah, don't know. That's wild. Never I, I, I was, I remember, I remember thinking like, why the fuck didn't, why, why didn't they have that show? You know what I mean? Because, because you, you were still going to go on there. And I don't know why, I, I didn't know I'd why. I'd still that go on there. I'm still going there. I'm still going on a show. Shane, I know you're watching this, buddy. Have him on, man. Do the right thing. Do the you right thing and have him on, dude. Oh, I'm sure he'll check this out. I'm sure he will. Uh, so, so do you think you'll ever get that talk with Shane? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd welcome it. I still don't even know what we'd talk about. I'd, I made jokes about it afterwards. Like, I don't know what we'd talk about. I, I think now we have plenty to talk about. Sure. Like, I would. I have plenty of questions for Shane. Yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be interesting like, talk. Yeah, he, 
he is a very interesting i mean because of the way things went you know and again like having my name i always thought was weird i'm gonna point that out like let's just say he had my name and that was my real name like was he gonna like foia my real name and like find me and like get he didn't allow himself enough time like the 4-0 quest wouldn't have gone through in order for him to get like my bona fides like I'm not sure. I'm not sure if my name would have been enough. I, I mean, that's what. Like I worked through this as he kept asking because was, he was very insistent about it, and it seemed seemed very like tertiary information to what we were going to discuss. Like it didn't seem it didn't seem like it was important to what we were there for. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his plan was or why a name was going to get me. I mean, whatever dude burned y'all before. If you'd have known his name up front, how would you have known that he was a liar or not? I mean. It, I can obviously talk shop. I have, like I said, DD214s. I have fucking people who, you know, can vouch for me that know me. Um, yeah, none of that stuff was requested, though. Like, none of that stuff could have been instead. It was just like that we wanted my name. And then, you know, minutes after having my name, he's telling Braxton, you know, Carson's going to be on my show. Do you want to be on it? And there's no reason for that. Sure. And the, but the, so the, the back end of this is just like, you know, people fucking lost her shit on him for that and i i mean i i was very careful about if you look at the replies that i had associated with that you'll see that like at no point was i like you know trying to make it into a bigger thing right but i was pointing out that it was like obvious what he was trying to do true and um it was shortly after that that yeah he just went on like a blocking spree and then he had his like weird meltdown show where he tried to talk about anonymity and then he by that point, people had started digging into his shit, which, you know, wow, that dude's got some skeletons for like all the shit he talks about murder cult. So, yeah, man, I think um, I think he yeah, it just like, I don't know. Shane Hazel just steps on his dick with golf shoes like over and over and over throughout that entire thing. And I never got my show, man. It was all for nothing. I don't know. Shane, if you're watching, man, you should still have grandpa on. I think it'd be a good show. I think you guys need this show. I think you need it for catharsis. For catharsis. I do, man. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) You know, like I'd I'd come on Shane Hazel's show. I'd love to. Well, I like to, I, mean, I like again, to run a fair show around these parts. So I was, uh, sure. I was happy to have you on and, and, uh, you know, there's only, there's only been one person on the show ever that I brought on as, as, as a total, uh, joke and then kicked him right off. And that was last Friday. So, um, I had, uh, the, the, it. the, it was the, uh, the founder of Fakertarians who used to be a good friend of mine and then decided to start telling everybody I was a Nazi sympathizer in public and, um, uh, called the LNC, uh, wrote it, emailed it to the LNC and tried to have me removed. He's got a group where people attack my family and shit. So I was like, why don't you come on my show, buddy? Come on my show. It'll be fun. And he was on for about five minutes before I threw him off and then had uh, Tower Power Hour guys come on. <laughs> it was pretty gotcha. Yeah, you know, people are yeah, mad. I mean, dude, the Libertarians, you guys are fucking flush with drama. Dude, like, I swear to God, y'all hate each other. You're like like the, the fucking Taliban, man. You guys hate each other more than you hate everybody else. Like, the only time y'all could ever unite is when you're, like, burning down somebody else's house. Like, nobody, damn, nobody hates Libertarians more than Libertarians, dude. Yeah, it's that like works. a true believer society, and everybody's like trying to run for like the fucking president. Yeah, I, th- I feel I feel like at this point I'm 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 starting to be more post libertarian than I am libertarian mm-hmm. for sure, and um I it's like I find myself agreeing more and more with the post libertarians because uh, I just it's like it's like these people they they spend their days like in the party especially in the party 
They spend their yeah. days like going after other party members. That's like all they ever fucking do. Right. That's it. I mean, we just had the the chair of Massachusetts kick kick uh, one of the one of the the Mises Caucus people out of the fucking party. Like literally kicked took their membership. Like ex, excommunicado. Yeah, because they were being mean on Twitter, dude. Like shut the fuck up. You can't. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that shit. What's wrong with you? Are you fucking idiots? You, we, in the in the the most tyranny this country has has faced in my lifetime, and we're worried about mean fucking tweets kicking people out of a party that's supposed to be fighting back against the state. You know what I mean? Just it it just uh it never ceases to amaze me. The, the depth these people will will swing to, man. Um, David Eves, thanks for, for the $10 super chat. He said, uh, Kifaru is better than Eb- Eberle Stock. Oh, fuck it. This is gun shit. It's gun Eberle shit. Stock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole nother society of like the, the hunters who eat sushi. Oh, sure. Like, if you look at like, if you look at like all those companies and how they market, like that's how they do it. They're like the dudes who won't wear camouflage to, you know, the fucking supermarket, but like they will pay, like spend $400 on a bag. I'm team of Burlestock. I like their shit. I'm basically like sponsored by them, although I'm the one paying all the money. Of course. Like, if they are listening to this though, like I will totally rep your gears to me free shit. Yeah, dude. Fuck but, yeah. I, uh, I, um, if you can believe this, I've never actually been hunting in my life and, uh, I just moved. Really? Yeah. I moved. To, I, I'm a big fisherman. I've been fishing my whole life. My, my grandfather yeah. and, and my uncles and everybody, my, my uncle runs a, a charter boat out of, out of the San Francisco Bay. And so, uh, I grew up fishing. It's like one of my things. I've never been hunting. And now I live in Iowa. I moved to Iowa last year. It's like, the, the fucking deer here are a nuisance. Like legitimately they're everywhere. Yeah. You you drive down the the highway and you'll see every mile there's a dead deer on the side of the road from getting hit by a, a truck. So I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to hunt, but I wanna go bow hunting. Like that's the thing that I want to do, I think. Bow hunting? Yeah. You're gonna go into bow hunting? Yeah, it's okay. a big thing here. They have like they they have like year round hunting here, but there's like three seasons, you know what I mean? And they're like it's like okay. bow hunting, uh muzzle loading, muzzle loader. Right, and then and, rifles. Yeah, and then right. rifles. And so like I don't know. I just feel like bow hunting would be fun, man. It feels like it feels like it's a better uh, competitive edge for the deer. You know what I mean? Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I cheat like hell. I've I've bow hunted, but I mean, I I don't know. I've always felt like it was very barbaric to shove a stick through an animal. Like after the invention of smokeless powder and <laughs> modern ballistics, I'm like, why did you do that? But I mean, it, it does give them an advantage. It also you know you also might maim one of these poor fucking things with your sticks and, and not get them. Yeah, but I mean, it's no, it's cool. I mean, bow hunting is a legit thing. I uh, I definitely admire anybody who can pull it off. I want to try but that. Yeah, you should hunt. Yeah, I want to. I want. I really want to, especially because I got seven kids, dude. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, fuck, dude. If I could get one nice size buck a, a year, I mean, that's mm-hmm. gonna save me a ton of money on meat, man. <laughs> Like, yeah, especially with meat prices right now. That shit's skyrocketing. It's insane, dude. But we got the yeah. zombie deer shit here, too. So you got to be careful with all that. They got the, oh, yeah. It's like a big the foot and mouth or whatever shit. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know. They, they, they call them zombie deers. They look all fucked up. Their hair's all falling out in certain places and shit. Can't eat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Can't eat them. Uh, so, so, you know. We talked a little bit about you've probably called yourself a libertarian sometimes over over the past years, um, and and also Lulberts are, are uh, dummies and retards. But um, where do you stand like on the on the military stuff these days, man? I mean, where you know you're uh, you're out. What, what's your what's your view of wars and all that stuff these days? I tell anybody that's putting their kids in or any kids like don't to do, like not to join. Like sure. I don't like that I tell them that because the military was a good influence on me. Like it allowed me to, you know, um, purge a lot of things that I needed to get out, got me away from where I lived, gave me an opportunity to hang some parchment behind me. 
um, get a better life. Um, and I wouldn't trade any of the experiences I had, especially at war. I really, like I said before, like it's probably fucked up. I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I mean, where I land now is, you know, people come to me and they say like, I, you know, my son's wanting to join, like, what should they do? And I'm like, just talk about it. Shit. <laughs> like, they should go do something else. And, but if they're persistent in it, you know, I tend to push them into like, a something that they learn to trade. You know, I know a lot of like, you know, I was in the infantry. A lot of people hate like that. I say this shit because, you know, they want to maintain I'm like, oh, the infantry taught me everything I know. And it was the best. And it is. It's great school, especially on leadership. I use a lot of things I learned as an infantryman every day at my current job, which is completely different than what I used to do. Um, but not everybody makes it like takes those lessons that well for like the baggage that they get to. So yeah, I usually say join a trade, um, like find some, you know, work on computers or aircraft or fucking generator mechanic, or just learn something that's useful and, and get out and take the GI bill and put it, you know, put it to work for you. Um, so yeah, that's like kind of where I land on like people. And then the rest of it, like, God, my foreign policy shit is gone. I went from being like this, like, you know, I read like those Chalmers books, like every good libertarian about blowback and, you know, we have an empire and how that's a terrible thing. And, you know, I've come to believe now that it's not like that. It's not a terrible thing. Like America needs to chill the fuck out in a lot of ways, but having an empire, maybe not, you know, and the maintenance of an empire requires, you know, maintenance. Sometimes you got to go mow the terrorist grass, you know, and you don't fucking like it and it's not good. Um, and I wish we didn't make terrorists, but we do. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. My foreign policy is all fucked up now. I feel like I, I don't even like don't even like defending it because like it makes it seem that I'm pro war and I'm not pro war. You know, like war is to me like the it should be the last recourse and it should absolutely just like I want us to get back in the practice of like a punitive expeditions. Like, you know, if we want to go fuck up Afghanistan again to go get the next 9-11 guy, whoever that would be, and, you know, fucking kill all the people on the way to him, kill him and then walk away. I'd like that war. I'd be fine with that one. I think I'd support that one. But if we're going to go and try to get everybody in Kabul to wear blue jeans and right. believe in Jesus or some shit. Like, I just don't, I don't see what the fucking point of that is. Um, so yeah, I mean, my foreign policy is weird. I mean, I tend to favor, but I mean, I tend to favor things that like libertarians wouldn't like, I do believe that we need to have like, um, like a CIA and sure. we need to have like these special ops units that, you know, jump out of fucking planes in the middle of the night and go murder people for whatever corporation. I mean, even, because yeah, I mean this this empire is pretty legit, dude. I got like unlimited hot water, in my shower. Like I mean, I've got a weight problem. You know, like my kid, my kid's got more toy. He's got a fucking playroom with toys in it. I mean, this is a nice lifestyle, and somebody has to pay for this shit. You know, like because ultimately little, I'm, I'm not a little salty because my my kid's playroom is actually my studio too. So <laughs> yeah, actually, like you're tripping over toys all the way Dude, to this yeah podcast. like I, like right there if i walk that way it's like uh another part of the basement and like as soon as i come down the stairs if the lights are off on my way to the studio i trip over like dinosaurs and legos and all kinds of shit right. every night dude yeah but i mean it's nice you know what i'm saying like it's nice and all the problems that america has are decadence problems i mean they're 
none of our problems actually exist through anything but abundance. True. Like everywhere else in the world is, I mean, they're suffering for lack of something. You know, we're suffering because we got too much of everything. And that is a problem that's terrible, but not the worst one to have. You know, yeah. if you don't know where your next meal is or how you're going to find a job or, you know, your economy is never going to be able to take off because whatever, you know, they don't have like the manufacturing or the resources or the, you know, I don't know, man, everybody wants to trade in dollars right now. I'm kind of cool with that. It allows us to have a $26 trillion fucking debt right now, which still blows my mind and nobody can explain. Insane, but, dude. But, I mean, we're the world reserve currency. It's fucking benefit, you know? Um, I, I'm still hung up on trying to get uh, Afghanis to to wear blue jeans, dude. I <laughs> I couldn't get past that part. Is, I mean, uh, do you think that we will ever be able to get the Afghanis to wear uh, blue jeans in Kabul? <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, I think eventually, like, I mean, the, the look at look at look what liberalism like slowly seeps itself into everything. It's fucking insane. I man. mean, and and not all of it sucks. I mean, I'm yeah. gonna even say not all of it sucks. A lot of it sucks, but not all of it sucks and. Yeah, I mean, eventually, like, the top band's not going to be able to keep a lid on that shit. Right. You know, like, it's a reactionary force. Well, and um, the new generations, they, I mean, the the younger kids over there are probably already secretly like, oh, we want to be like this, we want to be like that. You know, they, they, some people in Afghanistan have the fucking internet, you know? So, right. I no, mean, yeah, they totally have the internet yeah. and, and television, you know? So that's how we're going to beat them. Sure. I mean, in the end, like, you know, damn sure wasn't shooting them. I'm uh, I that didn't who, seem to work at all. Who did I just have on the show uh, recently? I had another somebody else who was in Afghanistan recently, and uh, they were telling me that they were I can't remember where, like somewhere in the mountains, and uh, talking to locals there, and they had no idea what was going on. They didn't know why the yeah. the, the American military was there. They didn't know about nine eleven. They didn't know about any right. of that shit. And I thought that was that was interesting to know that there's like villagers there that are completely cut off from the rest of the world and have no fucking idea what's going on and don't care like they literally don't care lucky lucky them too i mean in a lot of ways right like i mean yeah you you die of fucking tetanus but you don't have to listen to the outrage du jour every day right and fucking comment about it like it's, it's a it's a weird place but yeah eventually I mean, they'll get 5G there. That guy will be fucked up. He'll know everything that's happening all day like the rest of us. Yeah, he won't be able to get off his phone. That's that's how it works eventually. Right. Eventually, We always get there. I, uh, um, oh, shit. What, I had something really good to say. Fuck, I, I'm fucking up here. Um, uh, oh, we, we fucked it up in Iran, though. I'll tell you this. Uh, so you're talking about the blue jeans and, and, uh, and believing in God and stuff. We actually, uh, Iran... I think it was the fifties when they, they elected, uh, that the first democratically elected prime minister, uh, Mosaddegh, Muhammad yeah. Mosaddegh. And, and they were like on their way to being like a Western country. I mean, they were, you know, the women were wearing nice, like, uh, summer dresses, sundresses, and they had like nice Chevys and shit. They would go out and they had dance clubs mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, uh, we went in there and we were like, Oh, well we can't, can't have this. So we went in there and fucking took out their, uh, their no, prime, the prime minister. like wanted to keep their own oil. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Bastards. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I know. it was. Yeah. That's really what it was. Cause it was us in Britain and they were like, wait, wait a minute, you're not going to give us your oil anymore. Okay. Well, we're going to come change that, I guess, you know, um, well, he was going to nationalize it because right. he was going to take the, the dividends and the money and the profits from that only industry that they've got going for them. Right. And he was going to give it to his people or, you know, probably keep a lot of it. I'm sure. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, he's gonna do that. So we threw his ass out and put in some brutal asshole. Yeah. Well, we gave it back to the uh, the uh, the what the fuck is the name? The Shah. 
Yeah, the Shah. That's what mm. it was. Yep. That's right. I forgot yeah. it was the Shah then. It wasn't the Ayatollah back then. It was the Shah. No, well, yeah, the Ayatollah was a, I mean, he was a exile, but he led like, he was a cultural leader and icon and he led like that student uprising and you know, they lost their shit. Um, and then, yeah, they overthrew the Shah because the Shah was an asshole, but right. he's our asshole. Right. I mean, this is all part of like, it's like what I was saying earlier. It's part of that maintenance of the empire. And I don't like it either. It's really ugly. I don't want to be the guy that defends it because especially when it goes bad, but damn, you know, cheap oil is fucking nice. And the idea that we get to sit on like literal oceans of oil in America and we're not tapping it and the rest of the world's got to suck themselves dry to sell it to us cheap. I mean, say whatever the fuck you want, but cheap energy is nice. Every nice thing we got going on, all this plastic shit we're surrounded by, all those toys you tripped over on the way to this podcast. You can think you can thank all the stolen oil from around the world. I mean, it sucks. Fossil fuels, I get it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, sure, like, it's it's the left. The left used to uh, remember when they used to be anti-war, and now they're just anti-fossil mm-hmm. uh, fuels and Republicans. That's literally that's all it is. Yeah, they just, right. Uh, um, well, Grandpa, I appreciate you coming on, man. We're definitely getting close to the end of this public stream. Uh, can you tell people where they can follow you, support you, listen to you, all that great stuff, whatever, whatever they can do? Yeah, I don't make myself easy to follow, obviously, because I got this shitty handle. Dude, I'm, that, every time know, I like, read it, I'm I had to like literally watch, like look at each letter and like type it in. I'm like, yeah, Fuck. yeah. I've thought about changing it a couple times, but then I'm like, no, I kind of like like having this like underground appeal. Like, I don't want to be easily found here. But yeah, I mean, it's the votary, but you have to replace every vowel with a numeral. Right. Because I'm an asshole. So that's like T H three V zero T four R Y or motherfucking grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa. On Twitter. It's, it's funny. Then, uh, military guys, are the only ones, we're the only ones that say zero anymore, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else uh, always people like, would say oh. O. Yeah. Everyone says oh. It's like zero, motherfucker. If I said oh. Yeah. But if I said oh, like, then I definitely would send them to some. I mean, there's probably some asshole. It's the votary with an O. So, like, I don't want to send them to that asshole's page. Like, come find this asshole's page. Yeah. But, yeah. And then I've got the digital drop zone, which is a neglected blog that I maintain. And it's got, like, some forums and shit. But, oh, shit. I didn't yeah, even know about that. For the most part, man. I'm laying low. I'll have to check I don't that out. Pr- I don't do a good job wrapping my, my shit. But, yeah. If anybody's interested, we have an we have an invite like a members invite only thing. So like, we had I've had a lot. Of, part of why I didn't give Dickhead my real name is I do have some people that are interested in doxing me. They're just stupid and haven't pulled it off yet. Yeah, I uh, so I took the power from all the doxers away when I just went fucking completely public with everything that I do. I you know I'm, I tro- yeah. I troll on main man. You know what I mean? Like I don't give I don't give one a fuck. of these days they'll get me and then I'll just change all my shit to my real name. I don't care. I haven't said anything that crazy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a a, a boss at work, and I, and anytime somebody's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna call find out where you work, and I'm gonna talk to your boss," and blah 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 blah, and I go and show him the the message, and he's always like, "What a bunch of retards," you know? Like that's my yeah. that's my boss, so like I'm not worried about it. And uh, I'm know. already the crazy right wing nut job at my company, so I don't think they'd be fucking shocked oh, by either. My types, boss but... is way more nut jobby than me, and I'm nut jobby, <laughs> dude. So it's it's really cool. I, I actually really appreciate that he's more nut jobby than me. But I uh um. Uh, I was gonna oh I was gonna tell you too because I was asking you before we did the show uh, about Loot Crew but I was mixing up what I was doing was I was mixing up Loot Crew and Goon Squad because you're like part of the Goon Goon team. Oh, That's I am I am an affiliate I sure. am not I don't know if there's a direct membership I've gotten real I I dance around with a couple memes in the past that have like come around to bite me because 
like they're bug lights or whatever, or the opposite of, I guess, what a bug light is. Like they just attract weirdos, and then these weirdos end up putting stickers in fucking Capitol buildings. And then I get somehow associated with crazy shit. So, like, I have occasionally said that, like, hey, goons and goon Twitter, and but that was like in the infancy of that meme. Sure. You know, so like I I don't know if I, I claim them. I don't know if they claim me, but yeah, I'm a part of somewhat a part of or tangentially affiliated with people who call themselves Goon Twitter. Nice. Which again are just fucking weirdo anime avatar, <laughs> AR15.com fighters, you know, yeah. a couple of veterans who are just assholes to everybody and, and weirdos. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, Goon yeah, Goon Twitter's fun. I've 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 uh, stepped into some goon Twitter tw- uh, uh, yeah. threads before, and I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> it's where everybody from, like, Helicopter Twitter and Gold Core and, like, all these things I have a terrible name. It's, like, where they all got dumped off, and it's just a mosh pit where <laughs> everyone's a dick to everybody, and every gun you like is stupid, and you're fat, and, yeah, it's awful. I know, it's but funny. It's fun. I, I Sometimes I talk about my love for Kimbers and – I always those people always oh. show up. You, you fucking fun, blah blah blah. I was like, man, I yeah. had a, I used to carry a pro carry too. It was fun. It was a nice gun to carry. I liked it. <laughs> but you gotta uh, have like yeah, you gotta have like the basic fucking. You gotta have the same gun as everybody else. You gotta have a Sig or something. Yeah, I, I upgraded to Glock. I, I carry Glocks now. I had a Glock twenty one for a long time that I carried. Um, but I, I like forty fives too. That's another thing. Somebody always gives me shit for. It's it's like anytime I say anything about guns online, it like immediately five people show up to tell me how much of a fud and idiot I am. Everybody hates your shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's always gonna be like you just gotta embrace it. Like I, I troll them. I shoot forty Smith and Wesson. That drives everybody fucking crazy. <laughs> Like, cause like that is like the most hated thing I, you could have possibly picked. And I just like, I fucking, I embrace it all the time. Yeah. I, shit. Well, what they, do? People are like, we were in the military. You were in the military. I was like, you realize we qualled with fucking nine millimeters and shotguns. Like that's what <laughs> I was in the Navy, dude. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? that's right. it. That's all we did. We had like a bread of nine and, and a, and a 20 gauge shotgun. That's all we got to shoot in boot camp. That's it. That's literally it, man. So, uh, you know, people, I'm not, I'm not like a gun expert at all. Um, I am thinking about buying a 3d printer cause you know, fuck the world. This shit's uh, cool. Yeah. 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 Hush, hush is putting on a clinic all the time about how awesome that shit is. I think it's legit. Yeah. I can't wait. I love it, dude. And, and just how much you can print now is just insane. I saw a guy online the other day is printing, uh, uh, fucking caseless ammo. Yeah, I saw that too, where he's using black powder. I was like, holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a game changer. I mean, if they perfect that, that's it a game is. changer. You can't, you know. No, the the rifling of barrels. I talked to Hush on his podcast about it. Like they rifle the barrels. It blows like blows my mind. It's insane. That like from home they can, yeah. They use some kind of weird, crazy electrolysis shit. I don't understand. I didn't go to that science class, but yeah, yeah and if cool. and, and if you ever if you ever need to uh, throw away your gun, you can just melt that motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, ATF's coming banging on your door. Throw that bitch in the microwave. Yeah. Like what fucking gun? What, dude, gun? what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, fuck <laughs> out of here. Well, hey man, I really appreciate you coming on. If you could give me like two minutes, I'll close this out. We'll get the members only stream started. Awesome, thanks, thing, brother. All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Grandpa's super cool. Go follow him. Check him out. Uh, you know, hang out, hang out on that side of Twitter for a while. It's a lot of fun. And uh, of course, check out our sponsors, TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle. We can get all kinds of great hand-drawn uh, graphic design stuff. If you guys check out my my, t- my thumbnails, he hand-draws every single one of those uh, from scratch uh, digitally. And he does the same for all of his uh, shirts and hats and, and backpacks and leggings and socks and all that great stuff that he does there. And you can get 10% off by using BTC at checkout. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel under any of my videos here. Uh, 
for like six bucks a month, you get into the private Discord server. You can get uh, uh, all of his new gear two weeks before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. And man, I'm telling you, he puts something out. It seems like every other week the guy's putting something out. It's good stuff. It's all really good. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or uh, or personal life. They are doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. If you own a business, check them out. See what they can do. I'm telling you, you're not going to be uh, disappointed. Guys, coming up on the show tomorrow, Ashton Birdie is going to be around. Uh, she's a big uh, name on YouTube. She's hilarious. If you haven't checked out her YouTube, she's really, really funny. I think she's taken some uh, philosophical turns over the last few months or years and uh, has a de- definitely a different outlook than she used to have. So check her out. She's funny. And, of course, on Friday, my good friend Fritz from the Fritz Fritz cast will be here. Uh, I was on his show a couple months ago and we had a really good time. So it should be a good conversation. I love the guy to death, man. He's really fun. I'll see you tomorrow for the show with Ashton. Uh, if you guys want to come and watch the members only stream with grandpa right after this, just uh, sign up on the YouTube right there. Your all the after hour streams will, will uh, automatically generate on your, your thread. Uh, there's like 50 after hour streams or more up there. So um, I'll see you tomorrow for the show with Ashton birdie. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. to explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and the frame but i just can't in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just can't in minecraft what chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a course In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing, I mean you know it Don't try to get us, get you close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm pro